One of the things that we do, and we recognized over the last few years, we actually recognized this, uh, you know, with the history of this campus, the history of the students and the church, uh, I, I realized just a few, uh, like it was like two years ago, in, you know, three years into my presidency, that <clears throat> for the most part, students come to the Hill for three years, you know, they, they, uh, maybe four when we get a bachelor degree, but, but uh, they come for a short season of time for training, equipping, and some students do it a little longer. But it dawned on me that Lord is saying to me that we got to help those students and leaders go further. We've got to help them, uh, like, for 30 years. You know, we're hoping that people will stand with us. And so we're kind of thinking differently because that all of a sudden became like a, a new thing for us. It's like, okay, how do we continue to educate? How do we continue to help uh, get behind people so that they go further? Does that make sense? And so um, I want to talk about going further today because I think it would apply to you as students as well as those of you who are here that are not students. Uh, I just feel like God is calling us up to go further. It was actually the theme for our conference last year uh, in May, and uh, I, I, um, as I was looking through the Beatitudes and actually looking at a lot of things that Jesus did, it's very clear that Jesus was saying things like this. Many times in the Beatitudes, it said, said like this. It'll say, you've heard it said, thou shalt not, you know, murder. But I say unto you, let me put it in there for you, go further. Uh, don't, don't just be proud about the fact that you don't murder. Go further and not even have hate in your heart. You've heard it said that you, should, uh, you, know, um, that you shouldn't commit adultery. But I'm going to call you to even higher than that. I, I want you to go further. He says, I want you to be in the position where you will... Uh, not even have lust in your heart. Let's work on your heart. Are you, are you with me? And, and uh, in, in Matthew chapter 5, verse 20, I think it is, it says this, unless your righteousness exceeds that of the, or goes further than that of the Pharisees. Sometimes we can get so excited about the level that we're playing at, but I feel like if, we, if we're not careful, we can settle, whether we're students or even whether we're pastors or leaders at uh, any capacity. If we're not careful, we can find ourselves settling because we're not dealing with certain things that we used to deal with, or we're, we're past certain things. And I, I feel the Lord saying to us today, go further. It's time to go further. Um, another example of Jesus going after this was when he said to, to, the, to, the, to the church at the time, he said, listen, a Roman soldier can require you to walk a mile, but I'm going to call you to go a second mile. Are you with me? So the, the heart behind what I want to share with you is to go further. Um, I want to have you turn to Matthew chapter 26, verse 36 through 46. And then this is the scene that many of you are really uh, acquainted with here, but it's the scene of the Garden of Gethsemane. And in the Garden of Gethsemane, you have this struggle going on with Jesus, the human side of Jesus, the side that I look to a lot of times because it's in that human side of Jesus, I feel like he's most like me. I'm not very much like the spiritual side of Jesus most days. Are you with me? Uh, I want to be because I want to be more like him. But, but, but I'm so grateful that there's this, this dialogue going on with him 
that's really calling the disciples who are with him to go further. And the, the three, Pete, Jim, and John, that are with him, the three of those guys are really low-key. They're really, uh, like, uh, they're, they're sleeping on the job, in fact. Are you with me? And he's basically calling them over and over and over again. Three times we have record of it that he calls them to go further in their prayer life just for him. So let me just read this passage, and, uh, and then I'll come back and talk to you about that. Jesus came with them in verse 36, Matthew 26. Jesus came with them to a place called Gethsemane and said to the disciples, Sit here a while while I go over and pray over there. He took with him Pete, Jim, and John, and he said to them, verse 38, My soul, listen to this, Jesus, the human side, he's exceedingly sorrowful. Even to the point of death, stay here and watch with me. Here's, here's where I kind of kind of got the title of the, the message. It says, he went a little farther. He went a little further. Jesus didn't stay there. He went a little further. He went farther and fell on his face and prayed, saying, Oh, my Father, if it's possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not my will, uh, but your will. Verse 40, he says, then he came to his disciples and he found them sleeping. And he said to just Peter, he said, what? Could you not watch for me one hour? Watch and pray lest you enter into temptation. For indeed, the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. Verse 42, again, a second time he went and he prayed again, saying, oh, my father, if this cup cannot pass away from me. Then he comes back and he says, not my will, but yours be done. He says, your will be done basically. And then he came and found them asleep again, for their eyes were heavy. So he left them a third time, and, and it says here he prayed the same words. So I don't want to repeat them, right? Nor does the Bible, right? He prayed the exact same words, not my will, but yours be done. And then he came to his disciples in verse 45, and he said this, are you still sleeping and resting? Behold, the hour is at hand. Now, that phrase there, the hour is at hand. Up until now, it's always, Jesus' words have always been, my hour is not yet. My hour is not yet. But in this phrase, he's saying, my hour is now. In fact, that's where I felt like the Lord spoke to me. And I want to say this prophetically to some of you here today, that the Lord spoke to me, this is the time. It's time. That's our theme for the year, not just a conference. It's time. I was talking to Pastor Jared Ruddy this morning, and he and I were just connecting on something. And, and I said, Pastor Ruddy, I, I said, I just want you to know, Jared, that I believe it with all my heart. and I don't understand completely, but God spoke in my inner being. It's time. I'm saying that for my son right now. It's time he get healed. Amen? But maybe there's an it's time moment for you in your life. And I just want you to take that prophetically. But I want to talk about the going further that's in this passage. He says, are you still sleeping? My hour is now. It's time. And the Son of Man is being betrayed into the hands of sinners. Rise and let us get going. See, my betrayer is at hand. When I was looking at this passage, I saw three areas where Jesus modeled, not just now, but in his life. He modeled going further. The first one is this. He modeled going further, and I want to challenge you this today, to, to ask yourself as you walk through this message with me, ask yourself, how am I doing in these three areas? There's probably a hundred more areas, but I just want to maybe tease the three areas out to us to say, God, help me and help us go further. Uh, the first area is he went further in his commitment. 
He said it this, time, this way, three times. He says, I'm committed, not my will, but your will be done. I'm committed. He went further in his commitment. I, um, I was, I, I had the, have you ever seen the movie, The Passion of the Christ? Uh, I saw that movie. It was the, it was really cool because all of these churches hated R-rated movies and then that came out and it was rated R and all of a sudden the church changed. That's pretty cool. Um, but anyway, that's another day, okay? But, uh, but I, I had the privilege of going to see one of the very first showings of this, and Mel Gibson was there to, to talk about the movie at that event. My wife loved it. She enjoyed it really a lot, and, and she enjoyed the movie too. And, uh, and, um, but uh, Mel Gibson said this. He was a Catholic guy, and he's just, he was being interviewed by the lead pastor of that particular movement. And he said, um, he said you know, when I was... When I was studying uh, for, for this movie, I realized that the, the real essence was in, in, in Jesus bleeding. He said, but I found out that Jesus, his blood is so powerful that if he had just pricked his finger, that would have been enough blood to do everything. Isn't that cool? He said, but then he said this. He said, but the guy went all the way. He was talking about Jesus. And, 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 and when I was studying this and this passage, Jesus says, not my will, but thine be done. That's a simple prayer. But he didn't just prick his finger. We all know the rest of the story, right? He went all the way in his commitment. Sometimes we can just back off in our areas of commitment. It's easy for us to just, just settle for I'm committed at this level. But I believe God is calling us all up, especially in the day we live. He's calling us all up to a, go further in our commitment. Jesus was committed to the Father. All throughout his life, you can see this phrase, I, 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 I don't do my will, I do the will of the Father. I'm committed to please the Father. Many different times he said uh, these kinds of phrases. And, and I, I believe his commitment First was to please God. He was committed to the Father. Not only that, he was committed to the world. No greater love as this commitment than he who lays his life down for the world, the, the friends and people. He says, the Son of Man came to seek and save those who are lost. He, he never backed off of that. He was committed all the way, even right there in that garden when he was struggling, even in, in, in intense pain over the struggle and the emotion of the all-knowing part of Jesus that knew what he was heading towards. He's still committed. He was committed to please God, the Father. I'm, pla I'm challenged. I'm challenged today even. How can I please you? How can I increase my commitment today to please the Father? How can I increase my commitment and care for the world that we live in? Not fuss and cuss on the internet and, and Facebook about the situations, but how can we win the world who Jesus died for? I'm more committed to the world today. We have some interesting uh, things. When I remember when I was a student here, I don't know if this happened to you students that are here, but when I was a student here, I mean, uh, you know, you almost live in a bubble and forget the world's going on around you. You know what I'm saying? I mean, all you think about is rules. I mean, and, 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 and grades, and how can I get through this test and, and before long. But let me tell you, the world is going on, and we need to be committed to the world. Don't lose your sight, pastors, leaders that are here. Don't lose your sight on our desire 
to impact the world. Increase our commitment to the Father. Increase our commitment to the world. He was also committed to the church. Jesus was committed to the church. He said this in Ephesians 5. Paul did. He said, husbands, love your wives as Christ was committed or loved the church. Are you with me? By laying his life down for the church. I think we criticize the church too easily. My daughter, Sarah, who has the two grandchildren that took my wife away, um, she, uh, Stacy Klein married them, and uh, he was in our church over in South Butler, and uh, he, he did the wedding. And I was walking her down the aisle. I was never more proud of my daughter, man. She looked like a beautiful bride. I mean, she was a gorgeous bride. The only one that looked more beautiful than her is my wife. I hope you're hearing this on the recording. And, uh, <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, but you know what? You know, you know, sometimes, you know, have you ever seen Bridezilla's? And you've seen uh, this, the, 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 this is the dress shows and stuff like that. I watched them with my daughter, you know, leading up to that thing. And, uh, and the criticism about, and I was, as I was walking Sarah uh, down the aisle, I said, I dare any of you girls to criticize her dress in Jesus' name right now. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> because that's my girl, right? That's my bride. And I wondered sometimes how maybe the father thinks about his bride getting criticized by us at times. I wonder if the father gets bothered, as I would be bothered if you picked on my daughter that day. You know, the bride is beautiful. We're messed up in a lot of ways, but this is all he's got. And some churches do it differently than us, certainly not as good as us. That's how we think, right? But I think the bride is beautiful, and we need to be careful how we increase our commitment to the bride. And God, help me be a supporter of the bride. Help me be a supporter to the world that needs a Jesus so desperately. Help me be a supporter and a committed man, a committed woman to the Father so I might please him. So you can go further, number one, in, in your commitment. I'm going to challenge you today to examine your hearts as I walk through this and say, God, where do I need to increase my commitment? It may not be one of those three. It may be another area. But I believe God's calling us today to go further in our commitment. Number two, Jesus, as I was looking at this passage, when he was talking to them about praying for them, uh, it, it dawned on me all of a sudden, he was asking the disciples to increase their commitment in compassion. In compassion. Can't you stand with me? Compassion. Compassion. Passion is to suffer. Compassion, to suffer with. Can you not just stand with me one hour? Can't you pray with me? Can you, can, can you go further in your compassion? I believe, I believe Jesus is saying compassion is to suffer with, to stand with. Jesus is sorrowful, in fact, deeply distressed. I just appreciate Pastor Mike's heart today to want to pray. And uh, you're the first group that I've prayed with out loud about this other than my staff at Elam. But my son, just to, to know that I've got an army standing with me and praying for my son. Are you with me? 
increased in our compassion, increased in our ability to be caring. All through Jesus' life, you read things like this. Jesus, having compassion on them, moved upon them and healed them, touched them, did this, did that. Jesus was, I would dare say that most of Jesus' ministry from what I studied in preparation for this message, most of his ministry that dealt with healing the sick or delivering people was moved by compassion. You can get so, you can get so into the busyness of ministry that you can walk right past hurting people as you do it. Are you hearing me? I believe God is calling us to go further. He's calling us to fulfill and, and be a warrior and stand. Galatians chapter 6, verse 2 says, Bear one another's uh, burdens. There's a burden that I have. It's a burden for Elam Fellowship, for pastors, churches, missionaries. It's a burden that God gave me. His burden is light. But we have people all over who have burdens that are heavy. And Jesus says, bear one another's burdens. Lift up these burdens. Stand with people in their burdens. Why? Increase your compassion. Increase your compassion. I think that God is calling us to turn the cheek more. I think God is calling us to go the second mile. I believe God is calling us to say, stand in the gap once again, once again, once again, once again. Number one, go further in, your commitment. Come on, say that, commitment. Yeah, I heard some youth recently say, we don't like that word commitment. You need to go further in your commitment. You need to go further in your compassion. And then the last thing, and I'm done, you get to go to lunch. And you'll go further in that, I'm sure. <laughs> go further in your commitment. Go further in your compassion. Go further in your courage. Because, see, when in verse 45, when he said, come on, guys, wake up. My hour is here. We again, once again, once again, we got to see the courage of this man named Jesus. We got to see the courage that says, my enemy is right here, verse 46. I'm ready to go. Here, here goes. It's a struggle. It's a tough thing. But I got I to gotta get the courage going on in me. I got to bring up the courage in me. I got to go further in my courage. Arise and go forth. You, you, you see Jesus' courage in so many different ways. I was thinking in the earlier part of his life, right after he went into ministry, you know, 40 days in the wilderness, and then he had the courage to stand up to the enemy with the word of God. He had the courage to stand up. I think of the times that he was uh, upset with the teaching, the false teaching, the legalism that came out of the Pharisees. That's why he said, unless your righteousness goes further than the Pharisees. He got mad at the Pharisees. He wasn't afraid to call it what it was. He didn't violate his spirit, but he raised his, his courage for righteousness. And then I thought of the times that he was really concerned about the economic powers, and he came into the temple, and he turned over tables. He said, this is not what this house was meant. Listen, the church of Jesus Christ today and this world we live in is looking for a people who will have the courage to stand up and do what's right. Hello? 
We need to have the courage. My, my son's nurse is a Muslim, the one that he had the other day. And we spent, like, I, I was there for eight hours, and, and I was talking to her throughout the day, and, and uh, she was witnessing to me. And uh, it was pretty cool hearing her try to convert me to uh, what she was doing. And then I let her know what I was. And I was so loving to her and caring to her. And I said, well, you know, remember when you said this? Well, I, I, I get why you think that, but here's what I know. I'm assured of one who died for me. And I just lovingly talked to this woman. And she thinks my son is really great. And, and then she started sharing with me about her twins and, and, and stuff. And her twins are going through some stuff as well, her little boys. And, uh, and, I, and, I, and I'm talking to her. See, people, we get afraid because... We don't have courage. We don't have courage. Now, I'm a, I'm, I, I, I'm, I was in, a, in line in a grocery store recently, and the Lord told me to tell the person in front of them that Jesus loves them. And I didn't. Because, first of all, I didn't want them to think I was a fruit loop for Jesus. You know what I'm saying? But I just didn't do it. And I, afterwards, I drove home, and I said, why am I afraid? Why, why is that? What's the deal? And the Lord told me why. You see, I have a fear. It's, it's, it's fear of heights. In fact, let me come down here. And, uh, uh, but, you know, I, I, I do. I have uh, like a real natural fear of heights. And not here. I was just being funny to make you laugh. But, 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 but uh, uh, if I get up on a roof, you know, I'm, I'm jelly legs. You know what I'm saying? I just cannot. It's a natural fear. And, I, it's, and, and here's why. Not because I'll die, because if I fall, I won't die. You, you know what I'm saying? Because if I fall, then it will hurt. If I die, I won't remember it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and so I was trying to figure out why I'm afraid, right? But then I asked this question. Then what am I afraid of telling this person? I hate to admit it. It was a short little lady. Why am I afraid to tell this person that Jesus loves them? When, when I felt God's urging to do it, you know, and I don't go around doing that. And, uh, and, and I came to the conclusion it wasn't a natural fear because she couldn't beat me up, you know. But it was a spirit of fear. It was a spirit of fear. And the only thing that will conquer a spirit of fear is the spirit of love. See, I didn't have compassion. I didn't love her enough to tell her that. I allowed my fear to override a real genuine love because I need to go further in my compassion. I need to go further in my commitment, and I need to go further in my courage. God's calling us to raise up in these days. I believe God is saying to each of us, courage is the capacity to take risks to make sacrifices, to withstand things as you go through things, the ongoing pain and suffering and isolation that might come, but to take risks and to press forward. Some of you, I don't know what you're facing today, but I believe God will always allow something to come up in your life that will take you to a new level. It happens all the time. I'm not saying he gives you sickness or anything like that, but I, but I just think he, he, he says, okay, how are we doing? Okay, God, I want to go further. Okay, try this. And my first reaction often is not to go further. It's to question it. 
my first, you know, you know what I'm saying? My first reaction often is to say, do I really want to press into this? Students at Elon Bible Institute College, faculty, staff, friends, pastors, leaders here, I believe God sent me here today to tell me and you, let's go further. Would you stand with me, please? It's been a pleasure. Good. It's been good. A real pleasure, too. (laughs) It's been a real pleasure to be here this morning. I really, really love this. Think about this. Let me just speak to the students for just a second. Think about the stuff you're going through right now in your life. And, uh, you know, one of the things that happened to me that really discouraged me when I was a student, and that was a long time ago now, plus 30-some years ago, And I remember back in those days, we didn't have the capability of computers like you do. But I remember um, having all these notebooks of notes from wisdom literature, from marriage and a family, from all these classes that I took. And I remember students taking those notebooks, and once the final exam was over, throwing them in the trash can. I lived in T12 right down here. And I remember that bothering me so bad. A year and a half later, I became the pastor of the church that Pastor Mike introduced you to. Many times I referred back. But you know what? There came a time when what I had learned then was not, well, good enough for what I needed then at the moment. And what I learned here was how to go further, how to learn It's not so much that you can learn what you're learning now, but if you could just learn to continue to learn. Are you with me? So don't give up at this point in your semester. Stay in the game. Go further. Go the extra mile. Amen? Go the extra mile. Because this could be that time period, if you're not careful, where you want to slow down a bit. So I just want to challenge you students. And the rest of us, we got enough of life to deal with. We got some students probably to deal with. But the bottom line, go further. Father, in Jesus' name, I pray right now for your anointing to come on everyone here. And, Lord, there's ways that we can go further. But Jesus said in that passage, the flesh is willing. But the spirit can be weakened by that flesh. And so, Lord, I pray right now that your spirit would come upon this flesh, this people, and that you would encourage so that they would have courage, that you would bring a heart of compassion to us so that we would have compassion, and that you would fan the flame on our gifts and talents so that we would have commitment. And it's in your name we pray. Amen.